0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Monday, July 19th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And here we go, Coach, getting ready for the Game 6 preview tomorrow night. And man, what a finish in Game 5. We got some drama
1: late. We really did. What a great game. I mean, that, that still late by Holiday and alley to a streaking Giannis, you know, who wasn't even really in the frame shot of the picture until he went up and got it. So uh, what a game and possibly the game that's going to decide this series. We will see tomorrow night, but uh, it this it's definitely living up to the billing of what we thought it would be. And uh, personally, I'm hoping we get a game seven because they're always so much fun, but I'm not sure. Milwaukee's got to feel good about game six being, you know, in the deer district
0: yeah they do man you know those chants of bucks and six that started in game 3 that sounded a little bit funny they may yeah. come to fruition because Milwaukee's on a roll they they're the team that won the 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 one close game that we've had where it was up in the air in the last minute and uh, yeah what an exciting final play with that steal and Aloupto Giannis just electric and it was a a fun night in dfs too um You know, we gave out Aiton as the captain on DraftKings, which was the way to go. And then on FanDuel, as we talked about on the show, Coach, we went with Giannis in our cash games. Right. He he didn't have a ceiling game, so that didn't work out. But we put a FanDuel GPP together without him, and that was terrific. And I wanted to talk about the big picture here at the top of the show before we get into each team, as we usually do, because – Um. If you if you look at what we did last game, the the GPP, we had Middleton, Holiday, Aiton, and Booker. We had those four studs in there, and we right. were we we're able to get Connaughton with them. And because uh, Giannis did not have a ceiling game, and because Holiday did, that lineup, uh, you know, allowed us to have some nice returns on those uh, GPP lineups. But here's the thing, Coach. We talk about it all the time. Each each show, each slate, uh, each game is different because the prices adjust a little bit. And so you can't do that in game six. You cannot yep. go with Middleton, Holiday, Aiden, Booker, and Connaughton on FanDuel. They're not letting you do it. And yep. so now if you want that group of four, you have to look at somebody like Torrey Craig. And so um, I, think it's, I think it's worth exploring on FanDuel the possibility of going without Giannis. What can you get? What combinations can you put together? Um, so, just wanted to throw that out there, top. Of course, it, it's a little bit different on DraftKings where you get six guys. Correct. So, no matter what, we have to dig deep on both sides of the ball here. So, why don't you get us going on the Phoenix side, the road team here, trying to stay alive and get us that game seven that we
1: want? Absolutely. And, you know, before I jump in uh, to this Phoenix side of the ball, Uh, Just you know, big shout out to our members that jumped in our weekly meeting uh, yesterday. We we did it on Sundays for a while. We're gonna move it around so everybody has a chance. But uh, I'll tell you what: when we have those discussions and really go through the important pieces of how we're playing the NBA. And, and the reason I wanted to mention it was, one, to give a shout out to the members. But secondly, if Milwaukee wins, this is our last NBA podcast of the season, which is really hard to believe. But, you know, just wanted to mention if if anybody's, you know, on the cusp of deciding if they want to give us a try here uh, at Coach Talk, you know, we really do break it down, uh, you know, right to the, the basis and then build it back up. And we look at it from different perspectives, like Andrew – alluded to there, you know, from a cash side, a GPP side, and, you know, we factor it all out, put our builds together, and we do it by hand. I mean, we look at all the analytics, all the numbers, but we don't just dump it into an optimizer, run it 100 times, and then, boom, play the optimal lineup. We're looking through, like Andrew said, what is the combination, and what are we projecting these players are going to get points-wise EFS points wise, so that we can come up with what we feel, you know, is a winning lineup. And that's why you'll see, you know, our cash lineup had Giannis a captain, but our GPP lineup didn't even have Giannis in there for all of the reasons Andrew stated. So, uh, you know, that's exactly how we break down golf and then football that's going to be coming up and uh, baseball that we're really in the middle of right now. So um not to just get off subject, but if if it, this is the last NBA pod of the year, then uh, you know it's still a great time to come in because baseball's going like crazy. And next week, Andrew, my favorite thing in the world, basketball-wise, we get to play DFS with basketball Olympics. So there we go. We've got all the na- international teams. I've been scouting them like crazy. My son Dawson's been pulling out information on all the teams, the coaches. So, you know, we'll have our own little mini NBA season for those that want to stay aboard or come aboard for the first time. And then that leads right into um, the Summer League, which will be offered on DFS again, the NBA Summer League. So even though this may be the end of the playoffs for the NBA, we've got tons of basketball ahead and uh, we'd love to have you join us. All right. Let's dive into this Phoenix Suns side of the ball. Uh, Devastating loss, obviously, in Phoenix. uh, You know, a big lead, everything going the direction of the Suns, and then Milwaukee just stepped it up, and Phoenix fell back a little bit. And definitely, if you saw the press conference afterwards, did you see the awkward press conference, Andrew, where they were trying to ask Booker about Chris Paul? They're both sitting right there.
0: I did not hear that.
1: Yeah, it was weird because they they were like, you know, do you think that this is going to be, uh, you know, really disappointing for uh, Chris because his age and getting to the final? And the the dude's sitting right next to Booker. (laughs) And Paul's looking at him, and Booker's like, next question, you know, because Mm -hmm. the other thing they brought up in that press conference if the Suns lose this series, uh, Chris Paul will be the only. Person in the history of the NBA to be up 2-0 in a best-of-seven series and lose four times. Not a record you want to have. No, so you they even mentioned that with those guys there. So you talk about in their craw, you know? Yeah, I heard a
0: different part about it. Uh, I guess I only heard half of that uh, press conference where they were talking about how they were going to regroup and mentally, how challenging it is, and and they really have to regroup because the the one stat I wanted to mention before you get into Phoenix, they yeah. shot thirteen of nineteen on three pointers, and they lost. I, I mean, know. that's over sixty yeah. percent. And you know, it, I think the thing they have to keep in mind is that they were right there. They obviously could have won it. It was the last possession, and it was just one of those perfectly even games where the, the other stat was they shot 48 of 87 on field goals milwaukee yeah. was 50 for 87 so they made two more buckets so they won by four points i mean it was just a, a flip of a game and so phoenix has to have the mentality of hey we had them we just barely missed they they were better in the last minute and uh, but it, it's going to be a mental challenge to regroup and now try to go match that performance on the road
1: I mean it's they've got to be concerned and it's funny that you went there because that's exactly what I was going to start with. You know, you have a team that shoots 55.2% from the field, 68.4% from 3 and 90.9% from the line. How do you lose that game with, you know, a 55 68 90? I mean, that's that's going to win most ball games. But it was just such a highly uh, played game. I mean, it was just, it really, it really was. And uh, there were just a few key plays that shifted it the other direction. So, you know, I, again, you can take two, two men, mental approaches if you're Phoenix on this. You know, we already played a great game and we lost at home. You know, woe is me. Here we go. We've got a tough one on the road. It's going to be tough. How do we play much better than that? Blah, blah, blah. Or like you said, you know, which I'm sure they are, is listen, we were a possession or two away from winning this. All we got to do is go there, play that same game. We're going to win it, and then we've got game seven at home. So I wouldn't count this in the books. I know a lot of people, including Vegas, are thinking, uh, you know, Milwaukee's going to lock this down. Uh, Milwaukee's favored by five. So, you know, I I would assume most people you talk to think Phoenix is in big trouble. I don't really think that that's the case. I think we could definitely have a game seven and not just because I'm rooting for a game seven. I I love both of these teams, but I just think that, you know, it's not that they gave the game away and um, Milwaukee just took it. And I think that, you know, Phoenix doesn't have a bunch of young rookies uh, that, that can't handle playing in a hostile environment. So, you know, I, again, A solid game from a lot of these guys. Booker's 17 for 33 from the field. Chris Paul was 9 for 15 and 8 and 7 for 12. I mean, there's your big three. They were fantastic. Um, You know, just a matter of a few tweaks, I think this will be a terrific game. But in DFS standpoint, you know, all of the strategy comes down to, uh, again, script it out. Take a look at what it's going to take to get it done and then build from there. If, if you're going to go with two of the studs for Milwaukee, like Giannis and Middleton or Giannis and Holiday, then your build's going to look a, a little bit different on the Phoenix side. If you do fade one of the big guys like a Giannis, then you can start talking about you know taking a shot here. Um, what I'm going to try to do on the Phoenix side, and I think that's important to go there, is having two of the three guys, Aiton, Booker, Paul. I just think, game. you know, this is an elimination game. You had 45 minutes for and 41 and a half for Booker, and 35 for Paul. I think you could see even more, especially for Paul. I wouldn't doubt 46, maybe a two-minute break for Aiton, uh, 44 or so for Booker, and probably 40 for Paul. So all three of those guys are very playable. The consistent guy, and we would have never thought this coming in, even though Booker's had some great games, he's had a few shaky games. It's really been Aiden. He's been so steady, high percentage, shooting it great from the foul line, double digit rebounds, and he's getting some stocks. So I think, again, believe it or not, I think, you know, I'm going to start my build with Aiden just because I think he's the safest, strong play of the Phoenix guys. What I haven't decided yet is, do I want to go with, you know, the shooting volume of Booker? He did pick up a little bit of the ancillary here, Kevin, or Kevin. Uh, I was just visiting my cousin, Kevin, and you remind me of him, so I call. I'm really losing my mind, Andrew. Um, So, uh, and we were talking about this game too. So if you look at Booker, four rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block, I mean – That's the kind of stuff that makes a volume shooter doable because it's not just points dependent. So I certainly lean towards Booker, but, you know, are those ancillary numbers safe? If you remember a couple of these games, it's like two rebounds, one assist, and that's it. It's all points. Right. I might go the Paul route because I do think he may take more than 15 shots. If you remember some of these other games, Paul and Booker shot attempts were closer You know, the fact that Booker had 33 and Paul only had 15, I think that, you know, I think Booker will get the most shots. I just think it'll even out a little bit. And, again, with Paul, you're going to get what you expect. This game, he had 11 assists and one turnover. So that was somewhat, you know, those couple of games were a bit of an aberration as far as the assist-to-turnover ratio. And I think a few people didn't play him because of that. But, uh, you know, I really think ultimately – I mean, we've come all the way down to this. We know they're gonna go with the guys on both sides to get it done. So I really do think you have to, to have two of those three guys. As far as the, you know, the the, the cheaper guys go, mid-price to cheaper. It, I mean, I think you have three choices. And at least in my opinion, I've come down to this. You know, Mikhail Bridges, we know he's had some games where he smashed value and been the difference. But he's had more games with less shots than you know what we anticipated. But going five for six from the field like he did this last game, three for three from three-point land and four rebounds and assist two steals and a block, that gets it done. So Bridges with 32 minutes this last game, they need his defense on the floor, strong, strong possibility for me. But it's he and Crowder – like you stated, you know, the pricing now, you can't be, you know, can't grab these value guys, if you will, because they've sort of leaked up into the mid-range. And yeah, Crowder 40 minutes again. Uh, and he did, he did just fine, you know, only seven shots, but hit a couple threes, get got his rebounds, assists and steals, an equally good option. So I think it comes down to making that decision between Bridges and Crowder, just like it is with Booker and Paul. The only other guy that I would consider, I can't, I'm not going to go campaign because I do think they ride Chris Paul for close to 40 minutes this game, but it's Cam Johnson, that wild card spot again. You know, 22 minutes is reasonable. Surprising though, Andrew, that he only got up three shots. So that definitely a concern, but he is a good wild card piece that is cheaper and uh, certainly needs to be considered. So, I mean, it's really down to the nitty-gritty. You know, you can't – for me, I'm not looking at a Tory Craig or campaign or anything like that. I'm just going to find a way to shuffle around some of these top dogs. I know I'm going to have to sacrifice, you know, either a Booker or Giannis. Or, I mean, you can't have them all. Somebody's going to have to sit. But I would prefer to do that and have a couple additional mid-level Bridges Crowder kind of guys – then have to scoop down to those that you're just praying get a bucket, you know, like the Tory Craig's and maybe even Cameron Payne. So that's what I'm looking at right now from the Sun side.
0: Yeah. You hit on a lot of fun, interesting points there and some decisions that have to be made. And, you know, looking at the numbers in some of the guys you're looking at like Crowder versus Bridges, to me, the, the game five, the way it played out was really a lot of fun and what DFS is all about and, and how close it can be come down to the wire and these decisions that we grind over, sometimes they'll they'll shift on one play. So, for example, we, we, we talked in the last show about Crowder versus Bridges, and you just talked about it again. Crowder yep. on FanDuel last game was 26.5 fantasy points, Bridges 26.3, a <laughs> I mean, razor-thin margin. And then for the value guys, campaign ended up being in the optimal lineup on FanDuel with twenty two point eight, uh, Connaughton was right behind with twenty one point two. So if Connaughton yeah. gets another bucket, he's in the optimal lineup. Um, and then it changes, of course, on DraftKings where Connaughton and Payne were both in the optimal lineup. Yeah, um, but does does that repeat itself? Does Payne t- you know take a bit of a hit on minutes, like you said, in favor of Chris Paul?
1: Well, Paul did have five fouls too. Just so right. You know. Yeah, yep. great
0: point. I mean, I think there's a good chance that Payne does take a bit of a hit. Chris Paul does play a few more minutes, and and I campaign agree. is not
1: as valuable on this slate as he was in the last one. I've got him um, projected at 14 minutes, and he played 22, so that's a huge decrease. Maybe I'm overreacting, but that's what I have projected at this moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. Johnson had 22 minutes, um, and so th- that's more along the lines of what we had uh, predicted for right. Game Four. Um, but, um, getting back to the starting lineup for, for Phoenix, I also agree with you that Aiton, you know, he's, he's rock solid. I love him here. 45 minutes. Um, and to be that efficient, another double, double 20 and 10, just beautiful. Um, so, and you, you like the price tag there. He's also in consideration for me as a captain on DraftKings Again, only 8,200. He really, uh, makes the end of that lineup work. Correct. Uh, and you can still pay up for for studs you know with him as your captain uh Booker versus Paul you mentioned that I also agree I think there's a good chance Booker's shots go down Paul's shots go up a little bit there there's not as much of a disparity there and one of the big you know eye test gut check intangible things that I'm looking at in this game coach is Booker and how does he respond because he played awesome. You know, 17 for 33, got over 40, you know, he got 40 points again, 40 actual points. Yeah. Oh, how does he respond to that last possession? He had the ball in his hands, 20 seconds to go. If he makes a bucket, they win, he's the hero. And he gets it stripped away from him and down they go the other way and and there goes the game and there, potentially there, there goes the series. I mean, right. that was a monumental possession and opportunity for him and You know, he just dribbled too far on the paint and didn't even get a shot off. I mean, he's got to be, you know, has he slept a wink
1: since that play happened? I doubt it. I mean, you dream about a possession like that of making a shot. If you miss it, you feel bad. But to get stripped and let him go the other way for an alley-oop dunk, I mean, that's, you're right. I mean, what's in his head? Is that going to blow his mind or is it going to motivate him? I will say this, though. and I always bring it up because I think it's valid. He was pretty much one of the closest guys on the planet to Kobe Bryant. And Kobe Bryant had sort of, you know, anointed him the next Black Mamba kind of, you know, guy. So, I think I think he digs deep. I think he he shows up and tries to make up for that. I do too. I mean, I think
0: he will rebound mentally from that standpoint that he's not going to shy away from from the big moment in this game. He's going to go right back and try to get in that same position. But yeah. think about all the tough shots he's made in the last couple of games, like those left-handed floaters, bank shots. Crazy. You know, now he's on the road um, with the little bit extra pressure of if they lose this one, the series is over. And so, yeah. you know, if he gets a couple fewer shots and doesn't shoot quite as efficiently – then all of a sudden he's not he's not looking as quite as strong of a play, and you know at this point I'm leaning towards using him in the cash lineup on Fanduel because he is cheaper still right. than some of these other guys. He's he's cheaper than Paul Holiday and Middleton on Fanduel and Aiton. So you know he helps with the rest of the lineup if you go with him on DraftKings. He's he's more expensive, not as attractive to me um you know with the gpp i'm still playing around with whether to use him or not um but you know th- then we turned to chris paul and again frustrating for phoenix cuz he had the game that we said that he needed to have where he was back to his great assist to turnover ratio 9 to 15 from the field so he he did what he had to do from them to win and you know can he do it on the road in Milwaukee he has not done it yet in the series in Milwaukee but they need him to so you know, he, he's in consideration for me. A uh, little bit pricey on FanDuel, but better value on DraftKings. And then uh, with the the Phoenix bench, like you said, um, I'm with you on Pain, maybe not being as a, as important on this slate. Cam Johnson, I think I like him better on DraftKings at $4,400. 9000 is a little, a little steep for me on FanDuel. And then Tory yeah. Craig, uh, GPP only. Uh, you know, he's cheap enough to make some things work, uh, but disappointing. He just didn't do much in the second half. He didn't really have the opportunity because Aiden played those huge, huge minutes and he had a decent run in the first half, but you know, just wasn't there in the second half. So does that stick, um, did the rotation shift at all? Does he get a couple more minutes? You know, he's the one really, he, you know, he's like the perfect GPP consideration where, He may only get nine or 10 minutes, but like we always say, he's the type of guy that can get you a three, a couple steals, a couple blocks, a couple rebounds, um, and and pay off, pay off the cheap price tag for sure. All right. Shall we transition to the Milwaukee side?
1: Yeah. And you know, while we're doing that and I know you're going to dive into it, I did want to mention one thing because, you know, we talk, we explain how we do things here at coach talk and, and, uh, you know how we build our lineups but just a quick mention here if you're just mainly uh an NBA person and you know we've had huge growth in our NBA podcast so first of all on behalf of, of Andrew and myself we want to thank everybody that has joined in on this NBA podcast uh season because it's just we've you know tenfold increased in uh people uh tuning in so I really want to thank you there now on the DFS coach t- side When it comes to building these lineups, we break these players down. But one thing I had to mention here, again, it could be the last NBA podcast of the year. I'm not sure it will be, but uh, my point is this. As we're talking about these players and the breakdown, what their possibility is and scripting it out, remember the two things that are most important when you're building DFS lineups. And this goes for every sport, not just the NBA, but really strongly in the NBA, is – you know, you really have to concentrate on two things before you build a single guy into your lineup for that day. And that is evaluating your bankroll, determining what percentage you want to utilize that day, and then the contest selections that you get in. If you're mainly a cash player, if you're a single entry, if you're a GPP player, but for, and, and I'm speaking to those that aren't 150 max entry kind of players is don't underestimate the incredible importance of managing your bankroll, almost like it's a side business and then signing up and getting into the correct contests, making sure that contest selection fits what the lineups are that you're putting in there, reserve them the night before the the morning of, but make sure that you're in contests where you can really make profit and have sustainable uh, growth in your bank role, playing DFS long-term. Because if not, you're gonna be with the majority of people out there that reload, 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 go for the big bucks, reload again. Um, you know, We preach here, play, th- look at the pay table, look at how they pay out. You, know, you don't wanna play, pay these super high weighted at the top type of contests. And you also don't want to play your one lineup against somebody else's 150. So, just how to throw that in there. Get in those single entries. That's where the big bucks are for uh, that are on fair level with everybody else. And don't be afraid to you know really invest in the cash games. The 50-50 double ups and head-to-heads are what build bankroll. So, regardless of the sport, you know, really want to share that for our listeners that aren't members. Because that has been the key to our success long term of being able to do this in a very profitable manner.
0: So there you go. Absolutely. And we go over that with the members all the time in Discord, uh, group meetings, one-on-ones. So uh, if you want to get some more uh, guidance on that approach and the proper contest selection, then uh, go ahead and join us. Again, dfscoachdoc.com. Is where you can pick up one of our memberships. And then we invite you into, a disc, into our Discord with an email. And then if you have any questions, re- reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can also follow the coach at J O E S A R V A D I. And you can find me at Language Olympic. All right, coach, let's turn to Milwaukee. And uh, the same analysis is going to come into play for me here in game six as game five. It's With Giannis, especially on FanDuel, do you play him or not? I do want to play him in the cash games. Um, You know, he wasn't in the optimal lineup on FanDuel um, or DraftKings, but he had a game where he didn't have any stocks, and that's not like Giannis. No. Um, Everything else was sort of what you would expect 32, 9, and 6. He got 23 shots, shot poorly at the free throw line. Um, So, you know, going back home here, series on the line. You know, I think Giannis is rock solid option here. The question is, does he have a ceiling game? Um, if you don't go with him, you can get Middleton and Holiday. And you know, Game Five was a perfect example of when it's more balanced offensively. Then sometimes it pays off to have Middleton and, and Holiday. Uh, they did send some more double teams towards Giannis. So he only had 23 shots. Middleton had 23 and drew holiday had 20. We talked before game five about how holiday had gone. What was it? Four for 20 in game four. Well, he went 12 for 20 and obviously he was huge defensively. So he stepped up and he's just much more affordable than these other guys. So he's in play for me again. And similar, uh, As you know, if you heard the game five podcast, uh, I feel the same way about the other guys here on Milwaukee Coach. Lopez is overpriced on Fiandola at 11,000. He did get more minutes, so that was the other thing I think we need to keep in mind. They went bigger. Uh, you know, they had that one stretch where they had all the bigs in there, uh, Giannis, Middleton, Lopez, Portis. Um, and if you look at the minutes distribution, Lopez 29, Portis 19, so that's 48. You know, so that's a full game of bigs. P.J. Tucker went down to 24. So, you know, he's still in play for me as that punt play, last guy in. um, But his minutes are a little bit shaky, which is not what you want from P.J. Tucker. You want a few more minutes, a few more possessions, a few more chances for rebounds, maybe a corner three. Uh, So that's the situation there. Portis, you know, with those 19 minutes. He was okay, but a little bit pricey on FanDuel at 9000 still. A little yeah. more in the mix for me on DraftKings, 5000 And then just same thing with Connaughton. You know, he was the man off the bench. 33 minutes, a really strong shooting, four for six. He was out there late, which is important. Yeah. Um, you know, getting those extra positions, uh, nice price tag on both sites. And then Teague, not my favorite play here. Uh, not Not looking to play him. If you're going to go for the $7,000 play on FanDuel, I'd rather go with Torrey Craig on the other side. Uh, so pretty similar here with Milwaukee for me. Um, and just, you know, noticing that difference in minutes there where, where P.J. Tucker took a bit of a hit.
1: Yeah, you know, the one thing that stands out to me and the reason I want to, you know, continue to ride Giannis here is I truly, I I didn't go back and look past like a month, but... I don't remember a game and I didn't see one in the last month where Giannis had zero steals and zero blocks. That's just, you know, doesn't seem possible for him right. with big minutes. So any, all of those statistics that I've, I'm sure he'll grab some of those, um, are going to just be an add on. He also only had nine rebounds, which he's almost always double digit rebounds. So I expect a similar output on the scoring side. And even if he shoots, you know, 50% or below uh, on his foul shots, which at home, you don't have to deal with the counting and all that baloney. So I think you'll see an increase there. I think you'll see an increase in his rebounding. And it's going to be pretty tough to have a lower number in steals and blocks than he did this last game. So I still think he can be the man that scores the most DFS points here, and certainly on the sites where you can put anybody anywhere without having to pay extra salary. I, I just, to me, I, I'm, I believe Giannis is the guy to go to. I really do. A closeout game at home, a career definer for him. Um, you know, I, I, I love him. Now, I will say this: the Middleton holiday battle here is, you know, can you, are you going to go with one of these guys or which one can't go with both? Um, so we're back in that dilemma. I mean, it, it comes down to like three, two man contests for who, who, who's going to get in the lineup. And we're in the same scenario with, with Middleton and holiday. Now, did holiday have a ceiling game this last game? I I sort of think he did. I mean, 60% from the line, he hit three threes, 13 assists, even got some rebounds, three steals. I mean, that's about the max you're going to get from Holiday and he did get 42 minutes. So, is that game repeatable? Of course it is. Um I think Middleton's safer, but the price is a little bit different uh, on depending on which site you're on. I you know, I still see Middleton leading this team in field goal attempts. I believe that he will. Uh, and he is the go to guy down the stretch, so leaning more toward Middleton. I know Holiday has really been in some optimal lineups recently, but you know, something has to give somewhere. The two guys I'm not interested in, I think you're going to see a little bit of a peek back to Brooke Lopez for some people because he did win some contests earlier in this series. Uh, and, and and had some takedowns in, in people's lineups before he started losing minutes. The fact that he got closer to 30 again, you know, and was able to you know score some points and get some rebounds, he may sneak in there. I'm I'm not comfortable with it. I don't. I think it's too much of a risk, and he's not cheap enough to go there. Uh, the guy that I think that I'm not going to look at either here, and he's made a lot of my lineups as the last guy in, is PJ Tucker. I think he's sort of becoming a slightly the odd man out because he's so uh, just undersized offensively, just struggles to even get shots up. I think that duo of Conanton and Portis really are the two key guys for them. Um, You know, both of them come off the bench. They're both playing bigger minutes. Uh, The prices have changed a little bit. But I certainly am looking at both of those guys as potential plays. So, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I'm you know I'm not going to overthink it with Giannis though because you if you show me these numbers which are decent and tell me he didn't have any steals or blocks, man, you talk about upside potential. Uh, and you know, if he gets he has the exact same shooting game and gets. 14 rebounds, somewhere close to where he normally is. Two or three steals and two or three blocks, you know, you're looking at probably your optimal high guy uh, on the board. So I I love it. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I really do. I don't think, you know, so I've been listening to some things and people are saying they think now Milwaukee has the total edge. They're going to come in here and cement it, double figure win. I don't think that's the case, man. I in fact, I will not be shocked if Phoenix goes into Milwaukee and wins this game outright. I think it's going to be a close one, and uh, it, it's going to be a great DFS game to play as well.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, one more point on the, the razor-thin margins here that we're going to keep looking at. Uh, we talked about Crowder versus Bridges last game. We talked about Campaign versus Connaughton. How about Chris Paul, 419 middleton 40.9 eight and 40.5 three of three of the big six and incredible know, to circle back to where we started i i think that is the key here how many of these big six can you get eight booker paul middleton holiday Giannis, and then what's what's the last guy or two look like and that's been the the theme here uh throughout this series i think it's the the key analysis here again and And we've got a day and a half to finalize these rosters, Coach. But we'd love to have you guys join us if you want. DFSCoachTalk.com. If you join today on Monday when we're recording this, you'll get our baseball lineups tonight. If you join Tuesday, then you'll get baseball lineups on Tuesday and and basketball lineups Tuesday. And then, of course, we have golf Wednesday and Friday with our lineups. Baseball is going to keep rolling seven days a week. So uh, DFSCoachTalk.com is the website any questions you can find us on twitter at dfs coach talk coach if this is the final nba podcast of the season it's been a great run um all kinds of ups and downs throughout the season but uh, thank you and uh it's been it's been a great season
1: uh, it has man I, and we caught every single game every single slate we never missed a beat and uh and I'll tell you, I I normally am sad when the season ends, but because of the Olympics and because of the summer league, you know, it's it's going to roll right back into it, and then the NBA is going to get try to try to get back onto somewhat of a no, more normal schedule now that COVID sort of gone. So we're it's going to be basketball year round here for a while. So I'm I'm ecstatic about it, but. Uh, You know, real quickly here, too, if you're watching this on YouTube, we mention this all the time. And again, we really, really thank you for uh, all the support and great comments, but definitely hit that thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, because again, we're going to have podcasts with some MLB podcasts. We have a weekly PGA, then some very in-depth, I believe, three podcasts per week for the NFL. Uh, We got all kinds of stuff coming up. You know, we've added uh, a a whole nother uh, section to what we're doing in our uh, preparation uh, for providing these lineups. And again, we provide full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo and then either a coach's clipboard or core group for DraftKings. And, uh, you know, we're now plugging in some some pretty complex analytics and doing uh, some other things that are even going to sharpen the tools for our Coach Talk members. And remember, when you join Coach Talk, a big differentiator for us is once you're in the family, you join, you get everything that we've got, all of our projections, all of our lineups, all of our information. It's all in there, all the different sports. You don't have to you know, pay for each sport individually. You don't have to pay for some optimizer or anything. You get, you get everything that we have, and we've got a family. I mean, we We're really close here and we back each other up. A lot of great discussions in Discord. So, uh, really awesome stuff there. So, also our members, you know, so you know, in the next day or two, I'll be posting that exact thing, which we'll start podcasts on again, which is uh, Olympic basketball. So, definitely stay in tune for that. But, Andrew, I've got a funny feeling like we might be back for a game seven.
0: You never know. I think it's going to be a battle. Uh, Can't wait to see how it plays out. So best of luck, everybody, with your lineups in game six. Thank you for for tuning in on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team. I'm Andrew Hanson. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.